0: Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour.
1: We all deserve it. Spoilers in this episode include Red Dead Redemption 2. Additionally, there is discussion surrounding gun violence and sexual assault.
0: Welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and
1: fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are changing it up a bit. As much as we love reading, we are A Court of Fandoms and Exploration. And this week, like Ma- Laura Marie said, we are changing it up a bit and we're going to kind of explore the gaming world. Um Laura's really heavily involved in gaming. My extent goes from like playing Pokemon on Game Boy (laughs) and like stealing my brother's like Game Boy, color Game Boy, like Game Boy Pocket, like all the variations. And like the stuff when you're younger. Um, And I, this is just like, it's a lot's going on in the world right now. Um, I feel like there's a preconceived uh, notion that, There's not a lot of female gamers. And then I was looking at this Forbes report that over 40% of the gamers in this world are women. And so this is just really like a, a learning moment for both of us. You sharing with me yet another thing that you love and me getting to pick your brain about it because I feel like this is it's not just as simple as, oh, let's go turn on Nintendo and play Super Mario.
0: That's really a good point. Uh, I just want to say that I don't consider myself like a gamer or like a girl gamer because there is a stereotype and a stigma that goes with that. I don't use a PC. I'm not a PC gamer. I never have been. And the, the, ugh, you're right about women. And the reason that I don't do PC gaming and that I don't do like online gaming is because I, Don't want to put myself in a position to be harassed by men. I feel like I and all women kind of get enough of that in real life. And we don't need that when you are, you know, participating in an activity that you love that you use to escape. So I stick to non-online gaming on my PS4. Oh,
1: wait, that was going to be one of my questions because... So often there is the harassment, the bullying, the set, like blatant open sexism that comes with being a female gamer. Online. And I remember with like when my ex would play Call of Duty or whatever it was when he was on Xbox Live, I'd be like, I want to play because I used to play Call of Duty even like with my brother when he was begging for, you know, begging for somebody to play with him. I said, like, we'll do like a co op play kind of thing. I'll play with you. And it was fine because that Xbox Live component wasn't there yet. Um, but then when I would just try to play with him, with my ex, He'd be like, are, are you sure you want to listen to what's going on? And he's, he's giving me that choice of like, I, I'm just going to let you know what you're walking into. And it's vicious for no reason. Like it's acceptable to speak like that. And that's just wild with it. And you see, you see sometimes on TikToks where you have the, the female gamer saying like, day in the life of online gaming and they could be the best player out there and then guys get their, you know, get their feelings hurt because they're not as good.
0: Yeah, it, it's really horrible. Uh, I And like I said, I am not an online gamer, so I don't know if it's gotten any better. But just from what I've seen in passing, I don't think it has. And that's really shitty. And GamerGate happened all those years ago. And that's really shitty.
1: And what, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> because I'm ignorant to this stuff, what is GamerGate? It was this big. Uh, it was this big situation, basically just about harassment. Um, yeah, just. But so, even if it's brought to to the to the, the forefront, it hasn't changed anything. No, it, it
0: hasn't. It did for a little bit. Uh, Felicia Day spoke a lot about this uh, when mm-hmm. it happened, but uh, she's yeah. a big.
1: She's a big gamer too, right? Sure. She
0: uh, Felicia Day went really hard on world of warcraft and that is the inspiration behind her um tv show that she made and world of warcraft really got her through her like depression and it helped her uh reach out and have a community of people and um you know you should watch the show because it's fucking fantastic her character's name is codex
1: what's your background with gaming like do you remember when you started who got you into it like Oh yeah. Okay. This is fun. I've actually never
0: shared this because like, who cares? Nobody cares. Nobody's (laughs) ever asked. But yeah, Uh, I started playing video games with my dad and we played the SNES. So the first games that I played were like Mario. And I remember playing uh, Super Mario World. That was the one. And I had it all. I had the game Genie. I had all the cheat codes. I had the books that help you through everything. I even, and this is gonna date me, but I even ordered a Nintendo, like, medallion through their online, like, catalog thing. Not, not online. It was just a catalog. And, <laughs> and I, I remember, like, the thing that I ordered, um, it was just, like, this stupid, stupid medallion. And, you know, it takes it took weeks back then, like weeks and weeks and weeks. And I got a phone call and um my mom was like, Laura, there's somebody on the phone for you. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was a kid <laughs> and it was this person from Nintendo. And they were like, you know, you ordered this thing and we don't have it. So we're going to send you something else. And I was just like, what? Someone from Nintendo
1: is talking to me. <laughs> and like the fact that your mom was like, she's a kid. Like, what's the message? <laughs> she's, they were like, we want to talk to the we want to talk to Laura Marie. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah it uh so so much fun, I had um at, so growing up I had friends that lived across the street and they were older than me and they had the original Nintendo and I thought that was really cool because that's not the one I had and they thought oh the you one- had the Super Nintendo yeah you know, and they, okay they okay. had the original so I thought theirs is really cool because it had all these games that I didn't have and they liked to come over and play mine because it had all these games, um so, so yeah the the SNES was really where I started. Started with Mario, but of course, um I played the shit out of the Adams Family game for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Um it was really enjoyable. And then of course Mortal Kombat. I loved Mortal Kombat. I still love Mortal Kombat. I still play Mortal Kombat and um and Street Fighter. And with Street Fighter, Street Fighter was very formative for me because I remember very clearly I went to my mom and I said, Mom, for Halloween, I wanna dress up as Cammy. She goes, oh, okay, well, show me a picture of Cammy, And I showed her. And I <laughs> Wait, showed her. We
1: show pictures
0: like you just have to show the video game, right? No. So so the games come with a little book, like a little oh, booklet. Okay. And then it has like all of the characters. And then they have like a little background. Um, so like, you know, they were born here and they do this. And this is okay. their occupation. So I showed her Cammy, and she. Go, <laughs> I'm looking up a picture right now. And she goes, Laura, you can't dress like that at school. <laughs> and that was that that was the first instance where i was told that i couldn't do something because of like society like norms do you know what i mean because like huh. she's wearing she's wearing a leotard and i was like okay well i'm in dance class i wear leotards all the time
1: and she right. like, so there's that that connection of you're like but i i wear i already i already have my hair like i'm looking at a picture and she has she's blonde hair she has braids and you're mm-hmm. like i This is how you dress me for dance.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you know, she she has like camo, like camo kind of tights in some of the pictures. And I was like, I could do that. And and my mom was like, you cannot dress like this. And that was the first instance where that ever happened, where I was told that I can't dress like this because it will affect how other people treat and react to me.
1: Do you think that that moment influenced you moving forward in your your style and how you projected yourself?
0: I think so. Yeah, because um, I got to tell you, Melina is my favorite Mortal Kombat character. And if you look at her back from like the 90s when we're talking about like, damn, you know, I mean, so I think I just I remember being really angry and being like, why
1: can't I why can't I do this? So why can't I? Because you are a woman.
0: Yeah. And and um, and then my dad kind of said, like, you know, I actually actually this is also kind of part of that. Um, I would do like cartwheels and handstands and stuff all the time. And I remember my dad being like, make sure if you're in a dress or a skirt, you have shorts underneath because nice girls don't do that kind of stuff to show their underwear. And I was like, what? Like, that also never occurred to me. I am a child. I'm a literal right.
1: child. Like, wh- why? But that that's how it is. And on top of that, it's it's not just like a nice girls thing. It's you're a child. Why would you think of anybody try to think of you beyond what you are? You know, and trigger warning, like, you know, your parents are like really not just nice girls, but like, I need to protect my daughter from pedophiles. And as a child, you're not thinking that because you don't even know what it means to be sexualized. Yeah. It,
0: yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. So that 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 was those are very formative. And being sexualized, I remember very clearly being hit on by a very old man when I was 11 and um, him asking me if I was in high school and what perfume I was wearing. So
1: ugh. I remember. Yeah. yeah and I, I remember there was a TikTok recently and and she brought up such a good point. And they're like, ask anybody, when do you remember being hit on the most? And it's never when you're 18. Oh, no. It's always, it's always like way before you were 18. And I just, there's a couple of instances that I remember where I'm like, th- that they stood out to me before I saw that TikTok. And now I'm even like grossed out by it even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but
0: yeah, so moving from the SNES, to another very, like, moment that is etched in my head is that I remember going to Toys R Us with my dad and playing the N64 for the very first time in the store. And I remember my dad being like, no, 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 I want to play this. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> and I remember being fascinated by, like, um, by, like Mario. And you could, like, stretch his face and, like, move his face around. You could do all these cool flips and everything, like, felt... I'm going to say it felt like 3D, but like that's not what I mean.
1: But you kind of get like what I'm going for. Um, it was just. But I mean, in a way, N64, from what I remember, it was kind of the first quote unquote 3D game because I remember 007 Goldeneye. Like you had to, like the layout was very 3D. First time I remember you were the characters, like you were the POV, you know, there, or you had, there were different settings where you can like either take a step back and look at your character or you can be in POV with N64.
0: Oh yeah. And GoldenEye is like this whole, yeah, we love, we love GoldenEye. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it it was always something that I did with my dad. And then, you know, I remember the first time I played a game and I remember, knowing that it was a bad game Uh, the first bad game i played was a xena fighting game that my mom got me for christmas so it was like mortal Kombat, but with way less interesting anything and um you just played like the character so obviously i wanted to play xena and then you just fight everybody and that's it and it's over and i remember
1: being like this is so fucking boring like why? (laughs) why why ew was there ever a game that you like that was a game you remember hating first? Was there ever a game that you were like I was you were expecting to hate, but you're like, "Oh, this like like a guilty pleasure. you're like, "Oh, this is better than I thought it was.":
0: No, but I remember the game that changed my life. So let's go there. Um, oh, I mean, it changed everybody's life, so obviously it's um, Ocarina of time, Zelda. It was it was the, it was the oh. first it was the first open
1: world RPG game I ever played and I An RPG is role player game, yeah, right? Role, yeah. So I'm uh, no, you know the acronyms. I don't <laughs> and I I loosely know them. So if anybody is deciding, "Hey, I want to listen to this episode," then like I'm going to break certain things out. Oh, and SNES is Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So yes,
0: right
1: there. Uh, yeah, Ocarina of Time changed my
0: life. It it I don't know. It was the first, first open world RPG, the first one where you had to solve puzzles, and you know, coming from like a strictly Mario kind of like you do this and this and this, solving puzzles as a child was just so much more, like fulfilling and and just satisfying. And I I remember I had to there was a I can tell you this is this has changed my life there. Are, there was a spider web underneath me in the game. And I had a torch and I had to burn the spider web. And I was like, how do I do this? How do I do this? And I was like, what if I like bend down? So I like crouched my character down and then the, the torch caught the spider web underneath me and I fell through the hole and it was like, ding, ding, ding. This is what you need to do. And I was just
1: like, Oh, cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> do you feel ugh. like, because you don't do the, the online games, but you do these, quest? is it, fair to call them quest games? Yeah. So, do you feel like they're you use them for like escapism or like feeling a sense of accomplishment or like where or do you find a balance between the two because that has to be especially as a kid that has to be super rewarding. You're like I did something with no instructions. I'm that bitch. Like <laughs> I know I get excited when I do. I was like I did that did anybody see? Like I parallel parked for the first time the other day in one shot and i was like may 2nd is the day that this happened congratulations parking parking's hard as hell yeah i'm never gonna that's never going to happen again (laughs) especially in public oh my god
0: um so to answer your question i have a story i ocarina of time got stuck in the fucking shadow temple for six months I love that you still like these are so poignant in your life oh. where you're like this is sits with me. Oh yeah, no, I because I, I remember what you had to do. There, there was a monster and you had hands and then eyes and you had to shoot an arrow in one hand and then shoot an arrow in another hand to paralyze the hands and they had to like shoot him in the eye and and I would try and try. And it took me six months. And finally at 10 in the morning on a Saturday, I did it. And I was screaming up and down and I was just like <laughs> running around my room. My mom was like, what is going on? Are you okay? And I was like, I beat the shadow temple. <laughs> I was so proud of myself. And she's like, this is my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that, cause you know, you have to at that point, you, to do the temples, you have to start at the beginning of the temple. There isn't like a save point where you could be like, oh, I'm going to um, save right here. You have to do the whole thing over again every single time. And um, I could do it like blindfolded by that point. And uh, I was just I was so, so incredibly happy. And um, at that point, my dad would come and like sit in the room with me and, and just watch because he always enjoyed video games and then watching me play like a quest game which is something that he didn't have growing up he got really invested in the story part of it and then I was doing the like f- like you know mechanics of it and it, it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun changed my life that game
1: that's so fun like and just to share that because some people do you feel I mean I guess it, it varies from person to person but do you, are you more about the um the journey of the game like do you do you like storylines do you prefer the action do you like when there is a, a marriage of both of those coming together like what makes a good game good for you
0: well and this is kind of related to how we feel about audio, audiobooks and narrators voice acting is really important in video games and there are a lot that are complete shit um, there's an uh, I don't I don't even remember what console it's for, but there's an X Files game that our friend Rachel and I make fun of all the time because David Duchovny was just phoning it in, and uh, he has a very famous line where he's following. He goes, "Scully, it's like David, come on, you should try Wait, a little like he harder." He
1: actually did the voice mm-hmm. in the video game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's like following, and there's a Scully, it's like come on, David, <laughs> you're a professional. <laughs> But um, so, yeah, voice acting is a really big part of it. Uh, Sam, editor Sam, just finished. And let me preface this by saying I am the type of girl that enjoys watching other people play video games. Uh, I've always enjoyed that. I I don't know. Whatever. Um, Sam just finished Red Dead Redemption 2. And when I tell you that I cried at the end of that game and I didn't want it to end.
1: because Because of the storyline
0: because of the storyline the storyline you play you play arthur uh this this wonderful character who um it's just really good but he's fantastic and the voice acting and everybody for red dead redemption 2 is just phenomenal but uh, arthur you play and then arthur uh like halfway through the game gets sick and for the the like Bottom half of the game, he's dying. So his character loses weight and you have to feed him more and then he passes out and he coughs up blood and like you really care for him and then you slowly
1: watch him die. And then even after caring for him, it's not like one of those, oh, I just need a fiend. If I like, you know, when you have a choose your own ending or if you're like, or with Tamagotchi's, remember when you, if you, as long as you keep feeding them, they weren't going to die. So if you kept feeding this character or taking care of this character, the storyline was he was going to die even through you taking care of. Oh, that's sad.
0: It's so sad. And, and like how he dies is very noble and he has this whole change of heart and he doesn't want to be this like outlaw. And he's trying to do good by everybody that he hurt before. It's just, it's beautiful. Absolutely stunning. And you know, when Arthur dies, you're just like, Oh my God. Ugh. Uh so I, I feel like story plays a, a good part. Voice acting also plays a really good part. Uh, I really enjoy that. Normally, the story doesn't, you know, it's like kind of secondary to me. But uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and also Horizon Zero Dawn, absolutely fantastic storytelling. I loved it. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn has Lance Reddick in it. And he is fantastic. And and you, he's the type of actor where you recognize his voice. And I was like, is that him? And then he is kind of like self-inserted into the game. They use like his face, they don't put him as like he's a character, but it's just him,
1: you know? I was like, <laughs> ah, I knew it. <laughs> so I guess with that being said, it's fair to say that if like words are coming like the story's coming up on the screen, you're not hitting A to skip it. Like that's me. I'm not I let me just get to the game.
0: <laughs> well, see, and I think it that depends because in the Assassin's Creed games. I am just kind of like hitting it. It's like whatever, 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 or X, (laughs) X and O. Um, I I don't really care. But in the Uncharted games with Nate Drake, oh my God, so good. And the Far Cry games and even the um, uh, Bioshock. Actually, now that I'm looking at it, I do like this story. Bioshock and Far Cry, The Last of Us also had a really good story. Oh, and Fallout. Yeah, Fallout, Far Cry, Horizon Zero Dawn, they're Uncharted. And Uncharted's a really interesting one because uh, that's that's a movie coming out soon uh, with Tom oh. Holland. And it should have been Nathan <sighs> Fillion, but, you know, they're cowards. I said what I said. Um,
1: but, Wait, Nathan Fillion and Tom Holland are very drastic castings. Well, yeah, and that's because uh, the Uncharted games go
0: from young nate drake to old nate drake so why couldn't they just do both cowards as i said uh nathan fillion made a like a fan like a he personally financed and made like a fan pitch film to give to studios saying like there's interest for this and i think it would be really good and studios were like yeah you're right we're gonna go with tom holland though because you're too old even though he's i don't know i'm still bitter about it but um the uncharted games are fantastic
1: Nathan Fillion is such a good, like, he's just good at the roles that he plays, you know, and whether that be fantasy sci-fi, like, in Firefly and Serenity, or I I can't, like, I can't even think of the other stuff that he's in right now, except from Rookie. I don't like watching. Anyway, Castled, thank you. Um, he's good at the roles that he plays. Um, that sucks that they were like, Hey, thanks for the idea. We're yeah. going this guy. I mean, not, yeah. nothing, nothing against Tom Holland. Very nice. Mark Wahlberg's also going to be in
0: it. Mark Wahlberg's going to be Sully, I'm pretty sure. Um, which is good casting, but yes, okay. So, yeah, story, story, now that I'm looking at these games, is important. Uh, I guess just because. The Assassin's Creed games are the ones that I've played most recently. I just don't really give a fuck about that story, um, although Assassin's Creed Valhalla does have a more interesting story, in my opinion, than
1: Assassin's Creed Origin or Odyssey. So do, when you when you go to choose your games, is it like with you with reading where you're like, I read what I want because I like it, um, or is it um, because you like it, not because it's trendy, not because, or do you play your games? Because like, oh, this new game is coming out. Everybody's talking about it. I'm showing interest as well. Like, how does how do you determine what you want to play?
0: I have a very specific set of parameters that a game has to meet before I start playing it. It has to have a significant amount of game time. So like 90, 100 plus hours. No, you know, no question. It has to It'll be- tell you
1: how, lo- like, I guess with like a book, it'll say like with an audio book, it tells you how many hours it is the game. And so will do that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Mm -hmm. and it gives you a percentage as well. It's like you're 56 percent complete. You're 60 percent complete. You know, so you have like a bar to kind of go through, and you earn trophies as you go. I'm already
1: overwhelmed. (laughs) 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 You're like, oh, this is a lot. (laughs) I mean, explains like for me, I've always played the party games, like you know, like Super Mario Kart, the like Mario Party. Um, I love Guitar Hero. Like you, to me, yeah, yeah. Like I like. Like, and I, again, with like Guitar Hero, you could also play by yourself too. Like, I just like, okay, I, I just wanted to do that for three minutes. Or I wanted to just like quick little, quick little one-offs. Oh, one time yeah, no. you let me borrow Mar, some sort of Mario for the Wii. Because I got the Wii for Christmas. And you're like, oh, you could borrow this. I could not get past a certain level where I was like, fuck this. I don't want to play video. And I have not turned the Wii on since because I was so mad. And I'm sure I'm not the only person with the same frustrations. And- Coming from somebody who is, like, very ambitious, I do not give up. It, I'm going to keep doing it until it's done. Video games is just not that for me. Well, <laughs> and that's fair. They,
0: that, yeah, that, that's totally fair. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, yeah, there has to be a significant amount of gameplay. There has to be an open-world format. It has to have – I prefer it to have some sort of magic, but I have – um, What's an ch- open-world format? Is that the type of world that it's based in? Uh, no, so that is the ability to go anywhere on the map. Like, it's, oh. it's, it's, not, it's not like a
1: Mario where you... Um, can't get past a certain point unless you beat that area kind of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you can travel anywhere on the map, and you don't have to follow, like, your quest. Like, you have a goal... Right. But it's not timed like you can do it whenever you can do all the side quests. So that's important to me. So open world where I'm not in like a linear, you know, A, B,
1: C, D, I can do whatever. And that. So there's multiple quests within the you have like the main objective but then you might like skew on to like oh here's a dirt road i want to explore
0: exactly and that plays into my strategy of how i play which is which is different and i'll get to but uh yeah open world lots of game time i prefer magic but it doesn't have to be magic and it has to i'm gonna say it has to not suck it has to work is what it is it you know it's not glitching the low times aren't minutes upon minutes, which is difficult because I recently went back and tried to play Skyrim again and the load screens are like three minutes and it's just, it takes you so far out of the game that um, I, I, I couldn't go back and play it. And it's also an old game, but you know. Um, I, also, I also like to have the ability to, you know, customize my character and upgrade my weapons and choose the the race that i want to be and the hair color and i i enjoy that but it isn't like a deal breaker for me either so yeah
1: yeah so are all the games they and this is just assumption because of your quests are they solely solo player games or are there ways that you can do the quest multiplayer like do you ever play with editor Sam, like any of your games together, or is it you're playing, he might watch you or he's playing a game and you might watch him. Is there anything that you do or are there games that you've ever said, like, this is going to be our game that we are going to like destroy, destroy together?
0: Uh, Yes. So uh, editor Sam and I played the, I'm going to say new, it's not new anymore. The super Mario world that came out for the, I think the, yeah, the Wii, you know, years and years and years ago. And um, we decided that we hate playing together because we each have very different strategies for how we tackle games. And it gets very, very frustrating uh, to uh, accommodate and adapt to somebody else's playing style. So, no, I don't play with other people. And I don't... Unless, like, you say, like, a party game. But I'm not talking about those. Like, Mario, that, you know, that's different. Right. But, like, a game where you have to, to like, do objectives and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, you can play... Uh, Mario Odyssey on the, the Switch, kind of as a two-player, like somebody's the sentient hat, but it's really frustrating and it's just not something that's enjoyable. Like I play games for me and the stress of other people is just not welcome.
1: I think that's the, that's fair to say for a lot of Quest games. I can't say for everybody because I, like obviously with online gaming, it's a very collaborative thing that people are doing but I feel like if you're if you're staying offline like you it's like nobody get in your space you know you're just kind of like this is how I, this is what I'm doing this is how I want to do it and just you know ever like you said that there's different ways of handling the quest you don't have to falter one way or the other you're like well this is my way this is what works best for me and you go from there but Speaking of, you said that that's part of your strategy in how you play doing the side quests as opposed to doing the linear version of the quest.
0: Oh, yeah. So I I, I do this thing where I ignore the main quest for as long as possible and do every <laughs> single side quest available so that when I do the main quest, I am so ridiculously overpowered for it that it's fucking easy. <laughs> Well, that seems, that doesn't, that seems like a smart
1: strategy. It it bothers the hell out of some people, but, you know, whatever. But why Um, wouldn't you, like, to me, it's almost like a work smarter, not harder. Don't get pissed at me because, like, the main quest is a cinch.
0: You know, and I had to to shoot, like, ten rabbits to, to, like, Making an, an offering at the altar and then the altar would give me points and then the points give me new abilities and the new abilities make everything a little bit easier and you know shooting the rabbits is fucking difficult you know so it, it's just how you approach um editor sam approaches completely different he likes the challenge i like to just roam around and kind of just do whatever
1: it's like when we're like let's go to venice and you're like well what do you want to do and i was like i just want to see the plaza then can we get lost and you're like yeah. okay let's get lost and sam's yeah. like, Sam would be like, wait, but where are the museums? I want to go here. I want to look at this. And I was like, let's just go to the streets. I remember Sam watched me play
0: The Witcher 3 and he was like, what are you doing? Like, you're not. Why are you collecting plants? I was like, because I'm on the side quest. I'm not going to go to the village yet. I don't I don't want that. So, yeah, that that is that is my strategy Do do every little thing you possibly can to be very overpowered for the main objective and then make it really easy for yourself because
1: I'm not there to be stressed. Oh, that makes sense. Because like the whole the main quest is like what it's like when you're going to go again, this is just what I know. Why would you go beat Bowser as little Mario? Like, don't you want to be having like the fire flower? (laughs) <laughs> to beat him or like you have all those extra points or even with sonic you know with mr robot or roboto or whatever his name is like Robot-nick. get all nick the- thank you like don't you want all the coins because then you could keep collecting the more coins you have the more you could prolong your life to be at that that i, I know these are very very simple <laughs> this is all i know laura bear with me <laughs> but it just seems like a smart strategy as well as extending the life of the game, like did you really just want to go from like point A to point B, and then you're like, okay, I'm done with the game, and we that that just doesn't seem that you get the full in, enjoyment out of it because then it's just on to the next. Another part of know. my
0: strategy is to find a weapon that I really like and then just upgrade that weapon until it's like god tier, and then just use that. I also very much like poison <laughs> on my weapons. And, uh, I hate fire because somehow I'm always on fire, even though I, 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 it must be my playing style, but I like cover myself in like fireproof, like runes and armor, and I still am just always on fire. I'm always rolling <laughs> to put myself out because I'm on fire. Um, but my weapons always have poison on them. That is, that is just how I play. And I think something that I should mention is that I don't play first person shooter games. I don't like, uh guns and i don't like shooting other people with guns in a video game setting so that's you know call of duty that's all the army games uh, right. just just cause um even uncharted but like and, and wolfenstein like uh, yeah you know sometimes, so what
1: uh, winds up being your weapon of choice that so you don't use you don't use like bow and arrows with like poison tips
0: Uh, Yeah, uh, that's actually a really good point that you brought up. So most of the games that I play are set in like a medieval type situation or a post-apocalyptic situation. So guns like aren't a thing, which is nice. And it took me a really long time to be comfortable with stealth and using a bow and arrow. But now I love it. But the weapon of choice that I like is a scythe or a spear because I like to have distance when I'm fighting, I'm not a close-quarters fight person.
1: All well, the more reason you need to, like, practice your craft, Maga.
0: <laughs> exactly. And uh, I also really like magic, but magic isn't, like, necessary. There's no magic in Horizon Zero Dawn, and that game is fucking rad.
1: Well, I mean, not video game related, but it kind of just the magic and the close quarters combat and everything. It reminds me of the Shadow and Bone Netflix where Mal is like Fight Club Mal and he's physically fighting and wins, but then like a Grisha comes in and uses their magic and he's like, yeah, you can fight with your magic, but what can you do if you're, if you drop the magic? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But it is, it is still a skill set. There's really not physical contact and in the battle it's all what you've learned through magic Mm -hmm. yeah it's really
0: interesting and i just like to point out like yes i play far cry and like yes i played wolfenstein and like, yes, there are guns in there but you know killing nazis is never a bad thing so when there's nazis that i have to like kill in a video game it's like this is fine uh in far cry it was a it was a little different i ended up using um Uh, you know bows and arrows and kind of non-lethal force in a lot of those situations where i could just because i'm uncomfortable with the concept of murdering people that are like real people with guns because i i don't know i don't know it's just my personal hang-up i know that's not everybody's hang-up obviously i
1: mean there's a lot to be said with video games that's not the worst of them
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. Although I do remember very specifically, my mother telling me that I was becoming violent because I was playing Mortal Kombat and my dad going, no, she's a child. She's acting (laughs) like she's uh, like hyper because she's a child. She's not hyper and like violent because she's playing video games. And that was really nice for my dad to be like this, this politic conversation that's happening is bullshit Um, I'm sure that's not the case for some people. I'm sure, you know, it affected some people that way. But just like me personally, uh, my dad stuck up for me when my mom tried to take it away. And uh, that was really nice.
1: I feel like I mean, and he got enjoyment out of it, too. You know, it was something you two got to it was it was another thing you two got to share together. And he was like, in a way, he's kind of sticking up for himself, too, to be like, but I want to watch the story. Like I want her to keep Do I want, cause I can't know more of the story if she's not playing. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean, you, you were a child. I mean, this is, you know, this podcast isn't about the politics of what video games can do. It's just about our enjoyment of what video games are. Do you use it to relax? Is it like your form of escapism or do you don't look at it as escapism? You just look at it, look at it as something to like, decompress and enjoy?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I, because the parameters are very firm in my head about the games that I will and will not play, there aren't a lot that come out that meet them. That was so, a to my question. Yeah. So when something does, like uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's like, all right, now I have, you know, this, this time because something this is, this goes back to the way that I play. So when you have an open world and you're looking at the map and there are icons all over the map and the icons mean different things. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go and find out what this is. And then you go there you're like, okay, I did this thing. Open up the map again. You're like, oh, well, it's just 500 steps to the other thing. I can do that. Then you walk 500 steps and you go do the other thing. And that ends up taking like hours
1: right and then you're like like, our pub crawl oh we're right here let's let's get this one right that's not that far either
0: yeah so then you're like god my ass is sore how long have i been here and it's been like three hours you're like well damn okay so yeah i think I, i don't use it to relax i just find it as this activity that is specific to me that i really enjoy doing that i don't get to do all the time because there aren't a lot of games um that meet what what I want and I say that and I've played a lot of games so when I started playing I had like this this huge influx um when I got the ps4 of games that I could play so it was like all the dragon ages and you know all the um inquisitions and all all these ugh, all, the, all these all these games but but now um now there's just not not a lot for me
1: how often would you say that games that meet your parameters come out?
0: Maybe two or three a year. Okay. Yeah, two or three a year. And then you think they have like, you know, 60 to 100 plus gaming hours. And yeah, it's a significant amount of time. And, and it's also kind of goes back to the way I play. I am not necessarily a completionist, um, but I do play until, it's, until I have completed like the main quest. So Editor Sam, okay. for example... He will he will finish the game and then go back and get everything that he missed, right? So he'll like he'll he'll play the main quest and he'll play the side quests and like he'll do everything and then at the end of the game, when you finish the the like story part of it, it'll say like you're seventy four percent complete and he'll
1: be like, well, gotta go back and get the oh. the rest of it because even though he did the because I was gonna say like when I finish the game, that's done. Bye. You know, that's what I would think. But that 26% that you haven't done, you're like, well, how do I finish it? Yeah. I guess that it's bothers going a back. lot of people. Mm-hmm. But I guess the way you do it with your quests, your side quests first, is that by the time you're d- done with the main, the main quest, you are a hundred percent. Mostly,
0: mostly. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm mostly done. So Sometimes like like The Witcher Three, for example, I there's a lot of stuff in the ocean that I had to go and like find, and you have to like row out in your little boat and then dive down and hold your breath and like get. And I had a lot of that to complete. And I was like, this is stupid. It's repetitive. I'm not gonna like spend my time doing this like 90 times just to like get the treasure. Like I'm done with the game. Like Gerald, we're done. So right. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you ever replay games? Like even if they're complete, like you've completed them 100. percent Are
0: there times you go back? So I did try to go back to Skyrim because I uh, editor Sam and I watched Monster Factory, which is a um, McElroy Brothers kind of production where they play video games and like try to make really hilarious characters, and then like go through and they did Skyrim and they did it with a bunch of mods and it was hilarious. And I was like, okay, you know, I can go back and, and play Skyrim, but like I said, it was just too the loading times. It just took me all out of it. The only, the only time that I go back and play a game is I'm not playing. It'll be, I finish a game. I think it's really good. I tell Sam, I think you would really like this. And then I watch him play okay. it. And
1: I watch him play it his way. Has he ever played a game where, like how you recommend things to me, has he ever played a game and he's like, hey, I think you'd really like this. And you've been like, oh, okay. Or is it just like very different different parameters that you both have for your own gaming styles.
0: Yeah, we're, we're very, very different. He doesn't really enjoy the Assassin's Creed games. He's a Far Cry. He likes Far Cry. He likes Wolfenstein. He likes um, Uncharted. He likes first-person shooters. That That is his kind of genre, and that's not mine. Um, but Horizon Zero Dawn was one where um, he started it, I believe, and then was like— I think you would really like this. I know it's kind of stealthy, but the story's really good. And then I started it, and then I, um, and then I like ran with it, and then he didn't have a lot of time to play, so I was ahead of him, and yeah, it's it's really good.
1: <laughs> What's a like? Do you have a game that you're looking forward to now that you know is being talked about, and you're just like waiting? No.
0: <laughs> no, uh, no, I I don't have anything really, like off the top of my head that I can think of that I'm excited about. It's just kind of like, eh, but that could change,
1: obviously. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, yeah. Do people talk about games the way? They talk about TV shows and movies, like how you have the trailer and the teaser and you're like, oh, and here's some character posters and like to start building the hype. Do they do the same thing for video games? Oh, absolutely. They have their own conventions. They have. Um, I know they have. There's like there's C2E2 in Chicago.
0: Yeah. yeah so like I those. Know that one. And, you know, like Rockstar has their whole thing. And like Keanu Reeves came out when, you know, when he when his character was in. That's cool. Um, So, yeah, there is there is a lot of hype around it. Um so the the last of us is a really fantastic the origin the first one The Last of Us is a really good like concept game that Sam and I both really enjoyed and then the second one came out and the reviews were terrible and everybody really hated it and like hated where the
1: story went and everything. Wait, was that the one that they recalled because there was so much no. bad feedback? Okay. No. But I'm not. There is a game that that happened recently, right? Yeah. Yeah. They re- they recalled
0: it and refunded everybody. Um, yeah, that, that was a bad situation. So what's your favorite game of all time then? Ooh. Ugh. God. I'm going to get shit for this. I just want to say that when I bought this game, I didn't know who Kurt Schilling was. I want to put that out there. I didn't know anything about the drama behind it. I didn't I didn't know. I just saw the game and was like, oh, Kingdom of Amelar, the Reckoning. That sounds pretty fucking rad. And then I played it and it was really rad and I really enjoyed it. Um Kurt Schilling's an asshole and what he did was really shitty, but I Really enjoyed the game. Is it my favorite game of all time? No, but it's the one that Sam makes fun of me for the most. So I'll just put that out there.
1: Is it because of the history with Kurt
0: Schilling that he makes yeah. fun of you for? Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's bad. It's bad, but I, I like the game. I like the visuals. Um, visually, it's very, it's very nice. But you also are like in control of a little like band of married like companions that you can control too, and oh,
1: that's fun. So like, does that mean you're in a way? If you're controlling them, are you not just the person fighting, but you have like a team fighting with you?
0: Yeah, but you tell them what to do. So it's like, you know.
1: Yeah, so it's not just you fighting, it's everybody fighting, but you're giving everybody the commands.
0: Yeah. And there, there's not like other people. I mean, it's, it's still just like the computer. There's nobody else. But I have like a troll on my team. I'm like, okay, you troll, you go fight this person. And like, giant, you go fight this person. You know, you. Type in the little thing and uh, yeah, Can, yeah. Kingdom of Amalur.
1: What is it about? Because I know you said you you prefer the PS4. Um, and you're not a PC person. You prefer the PS4. What is it about the PS4 over an Xbox? Because people seem, I feel like there there's really like three types of people: people who solely have the Xbox, people who solely have PlayStation, and then you have some people who have both systems. And it's based on like I guess. Some games are only released on one console. Is that what yeah, it is? That that's that's what it is.
0: Uh for me it was the backwards compatibility between the three and the four that was really important. So like the games that you had on the three would also play on the four. So you didn't have to like rebuy them. That was really important. Um and the games that I wanted were on PlayStation, they weren't on Xbox. And I have a laptop. I don't have a gaming computer. That was never that was never my thing. So that's right. that's what it solely was based on because uh, we started with the PS3.
1: yeah, And Xbox seems to have like a specific, I don't want to say demographic, but like their games target one type of audience and PS4, or PS3, or just PlayStation in general, they target a different type of audience. Is that fair to say? And this is uh, yeah. again, all based on like assumptions that I have.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Just like Nintendo has like a certain, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's fair.
1: Are there any frustrations that you have as a, female in the gaming community because I know you said at the beginning of this episode you're like, well, you don't want to call yourself a female gamer because of the stereotypes that come with it. However, you are a female who plays games. Is there a frustration with that association or do you not really feel those negative stereotypes because you're not online?
0: I don't talk about it very often. Uh it's just it's just not something that I share with people like my family. I mean my family, like my my parents New and like you now know and you know Sam and um uh, like a couple of my friends' um, significant others. I, I would talk to them about it, but I'm I'm not like making it my whole personality. You know, I'm not making it like everybody's problem. It's just yeah, it's just something, it's something that, that you like. Yeah, it, it's something that I like that I don't. Okay, I I was recently reading something and it said you know is there anything that a teenage girl is there anything a teenage girl can like without being made fun of and the universal answer was no no you're gonna yeah so i i put myself out there in other ways i don't need somebody like coming for me about this like small part of my life you know what I mean like this this one little thing that I do for me that doesn't affect anybody at all it's you know something I do in my own house that I don't share I'm not online I'm not like posting uh like my stats and stuff I'm not sharing it so yeah like I knew you
1: gamed but like the like that was that was really it and you just kind of you know I never really got to ask not that you would say like, Oh, I'm no questions, please. I no pictures, no questions. Um, but it was just, it's, I, I think of it as an, just a fresh, I'm not a gamer, but I have a frustration from like, as a woman, it, it, there's always the affiliation. And we talked about this in our villains episode is if it's a, if, if the villain is a woman, we always specify by saying, well, it's a, female villain. And I feel like the same thing is used in game in the gaming world is, well, she's a female gamer. No, she's still a gamer. You know, why are we, you know, assigning gender to the noun? Because we're not going around saying male gamer, you know, and Anthony Mackey made a point he was doing an interview within the last two years. I can't remember if it was during Falcon Winter soldier press stuff, but he made a point to say, like, well, everybody keeps talking about me being like black captain America. And he goes, nobody's going around calling Chris white captain America. Like, why are we assigning these titles for what's not quote unquote, produ- because, you know, when it comes down to, you know, being in a, you know, a patriarchal society and a, white patriarchal society at that too um so i'm sure that has a huge factor in gaming sure
0: and another kind of situation that j- just kind of popped in my head where you're talking about that is um when uh, editor sam and i moved from one place to another and we had to make a new group of friends we obviously it's obviously very difficult for me to make friends just for lots of reasons uh, Actually, I don't know what they are. <laughs> I don't know
1: what they are. I'm like, Why? I don't know what they
0: are. People just don't like me. Um, <laughs> but we we had to make a, a whole new group of friends. And uh, something that Sam and I like to do in a group situation is, like, pull out the party games. And there was a mixed group, and they were over at our house, you know, boys and girls. And the boys were like, do you have the new Mortal Kombat? We were like, fuck yeah, of course we do. And they were like, fire it up. Let's play. So we were playing. And... Um, some of the girls that were there were incredibly offended by what they were seeing in Mortal Kombat because, you know, the costumes are revealing and there is right. a significant amount of gore and, um, you know, it's, it's it's very, very graphic. And because I have been playing that game since I was in, like, single digits, <laughs> um, it does not affect me at all.
1: You're, like, desensitized from it
0: in a way. Yeah, it's a, desensit- it's a desensitization, but it's also they were offended at the women being half naked, and that's what they saw. I see strong, capable women kicking ass using magic and their weapons to take down, you know, the most powerful, you know, you have to, like, work your way up to in every, every level. Every, like, fight gets more and more difficult as you go up, and then you face, like... Uh, the emperor but they they saw it as objectifying women where i saw it as women wearing and doing whatever they want and just murdering the shit out of people and owning it so we we had like two very different perspectives but they were very vocal about it and were incredibly uncomfortable and we turned it off and then they never came over again and they kind of um
1: They, as in the, the, the girls that yeah the girls girls that were there and And
0: they never hung out with me again. So it was, um, it was a moment, it was a moment for, for me and for like this, like, you know, friend group that we were trying to establish that just didn't go anywhere. Um, because, because of this like thing that, um, we liked that we wanted to share and yeah, it was just different, I guess, different experiences lead you to different conclusions and different things. And like, we were very in very different places.
1: And I think it's interesting because I do understand there is a lot of objectification for women in a gaming world, especially when um, it was predominantly, I mean, again, like, even though the women's statistic is 40%, like 84%, again, this is like, I'll post the article, like the links to like the articles that I found some of the, the stuff on, but there was 84% 84% of the gaming, uh, companies are male driven, are male run. So yes, that is going to be a hit. Hev- like, and, and again, with objectification and what's put out there, it's part of it's also because that's how we've been groomed growing up. Absolutely. But I think something that I've learned, uh, as, as a, an adult, not so much when I was younger, is there is power in women dressing however I want is still being a strong woman. Like, do so, so do I understand where that perception where these, you know, people had, they're like, oh my goodness, these shock moments with video games. Yes, part of me is like, are you really ignorant? Like, where have you been? Of course, that's what they look like you know, I mean, hell look at anime alone. Like where, where's your feedback there? Um, But to what you're saying, you're like, yeah, you might see that, but I see, I see um, it's like a woman can, it's the quote, a woman can do anything a man does, but in heels. And I, and that's how I kind of see this also is like, yeah, not only is she's kicking ass, she's kicking ass, looking like this, like the hot shit that she is, knowing it and using it to her advantage, too. So Sam and I
0: watched the new Mortal Kombat movie that is on um, HBO Max. And, you know, it's it is what it is. But um, Melina, my favorite character, is um, essentially fully clothed. She, you know, her ass isn't out, her tits aren't out. And um, she's still an absolutely fantastic, like, mind-blowing character. Really, really fantastic. So, you know, I think that might be kind of a societal shift where we – like, video game characters in movies before, you know, it was very much – we know we know what it was
1: well you could say that even with scarlet witch with like look at how her character was in the comics and then when lizzie signed on they were like you we will never have you in that don't worry just like look at the backstory and then of course wandavision comes out and at least like they poke fun of it at you know her comic book character however it's still very tasteful and now they have her in like strong like red leather like she is like you look at that and you're. That, that is badass. Like, no matter what they have her in, I've always been a Scarlet Witch character, like, loved her before the show, loved her for a while. And so, like, it's really nice to see her get recognition. But it wasn't about, like, like you said, there is that shift of, like, you can be powerful and wear whatever you want, no matter what you're in. Like, the, and that's kind of, that's how I see. Even, like, when we read about Poppy or something. Like, she has her dress up to her thighs. Her th- her thigh sheath is showing. But she's, you fucked up. Like, if you cross her path, like, you're done. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think there's such a, I don't know, strong women in video games It is difficult because a lot of the times as as like we're kind of saying like the the powerful armor for a a woman is like a bikini but for a man it's like a you know head to toe full armor where you know it it it's just it's just different but um you know hopefully that that will change um and but that yeah. doesn't make you play any less no no not at all and like in a post apocalyptic world i'm not I'm not worried that she's in like a fur bikini, like <laughs> whatever, because, you know, that that might be how you start. But like as you progress, you can customize your characters. So you can stay like that if you want to or you don't have to. Um, So I think that customization is also really important. And I like that that has become very prominent in games that you can you have a lot of leeway in how you
1: present yourself. And is that part also part like? Like if you gain coins, if you 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 complete this mission, this mission opens up. You know now you have a, a fur coat to keep you warm, and the, like you have access to certain things too, right?
0: Yeah. So in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, I can once I get to like certain towns and like do certain things, I can change my tattoos, I can change my hairstyle, I can change you know how I kind of carry myself. Um, and I and I think that's really important, and it and it makes it. Very uh personal to yourself because you're putting a lot of yourself into your character, and Felicia Day speaks a lot about this.
1: I feel like you and her could have a good episode together, just like just to talk about gaming in general because she's online. I think she 's openly said that she 's online. she might have even like hosted it, but it just when you have two smart people talk about this subject, you know there is a depth to two video games. And it's not just the stereotype of, oh, I live in my parents' basement and I game my whole life away.
0: I mean, I have visited Felicia Day's Animal Crossing Island, so there is that. (laughs) (laughs) She apologized for not digging up all the fossils and it was bothering her that that's how her island was presented. And I thought that was very sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was cute. She has a fantastic Animal Crossing Island if you're interested. But I know the Animal Crossing hype has like died down, but...
1: What was Animal Crossing? Wasn't it just, like, basically The Sims? Like, that's how I saw it in my head. It was like a Animal Sim island thing that you just visited other Sims, in a way.
0: No, well, I guess... No, I never played The Sims, but um, it, it's just, like, it's chores. You you have to, like, settle this island with a couple other characters, and, like, they are kind of autonomous and, like, do whatever, and they like, kind of interact with you, but, like, not all the time. And um, you have to, like... Pick weeds and cut down trees and dig up fossils and, you know, ter- turn in specimens and build a so museum.
1: What's, what's... Is there an... <sighs> no, there is, is no it, is end there goal. A quest? Yeah, thank you. I was like, it's. I'm trying to like, is there an end game? You just keep doing?
0: Yeah, you just keep like living. Yeah, you can like visit <sighs> other islands and like you can... um Yeah, you can visit other islands and you have like little quests and they celebrate holidays and they, you know, it's they... like
1: sounds like I don't know if you ever played it like years ago. And this is totally going to date me um, when Farmville was a thing on Facebook. <laughs> I you know. I never no, uh, That was I like the only game I played. Oh, and like I had to make sure my island like I, I would harvest trees and collect bananas and make money. So like you can get different trees that I remember. I went to Disney one week and I was going to be like, put my
0: farm. Well you know that that's that's interesting, so I haven't played Animal Crossing at all since I had Assassin's Creed Valhalla because you know I, I like. I like to do things. I don't like to just pick weeds. So I went back to my Animal Crossing Island for the first time in a really long time. There were bugs in my house. And it was oh, so upsetting. No. <laughs> it was so upsetting. I had to go through and like kill the bugs. And when you kill them, there's like a little ghost bug that like kinda like goes up. And <laughs> oh and Sam Sam has been playing a lot of Pokemon Snap, which is his favorite game from childhood that just um died. Really what's sp- Pokemon Snap? It's not <sighs> Pokemon Go, right? It's no, different from that. Pokemon Snap. You will love this. It is very much Sam. You're you're you have like quests and objectives and you have to take pictures of Pokemon. You're on a track. You can't, and you just like go like like toggle the camera back and forth, and you have to take like fantastic pictures. <laughs> is... That's all it is. That's so Sam. It's so Sam. That's... Yeah, and he played it when he was a child and like it just, you know, it released like <laughs> Two weeks ago, and he's been playing a lot of it. Um, so he hadn't been to our Animal Crossing island either. And I, uh, just like
1: randomly went just to see, it, and we had w- such tall weeds everywhere. I was so impressed. Are you guys on an island together? Cause I know you said that multiple people, so you like tend your island together.
0: Yeah. So he, he's but- like the, the like main person on the island, and I'm just like a resident there. Can um, you help him? take care of his island since he's the main
1: person okay
0: yeah he's the one that like builds the bridges and like builds the the like things but like i i live to create chaos so i go and like move everything two inches to the left and (laughs) um uh dig holes and like plant instead of like instead of having holes with money or fossils in it i'll like put a flower in it just to piss him off and it, yeah, I just do. I just do little things to
1: create chaos. I like the two, the two inches to the left. She's like, the, "This, this looks weird." Well, he
0: doesn't. He doesn't notice it until it's it's been like a foot,
1: and he's like, "Wait, this is different." And it's very funny. Do like two inches? Like I'll do two inches today, and then I'll mm-hmm. do two inches again. Yeah, and yeah. Then
0: I go. And then he'd be like, "What?" Yeah, wait.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Animal Crossing was really good in the beginning of the um, pandemic because it. It helped. Um, it's very calming, right? There's no consequences. The, the worst thing that can happen is that you get stung by a tarantula or stung by a wasp and pass out and then wake up again with no consequence. So it was very relaxing.
1: Well, and I, I just remember, like at the beginning of the pandemic. I mean, you had people. You, you still have people who consistently play Animal Crossing, but there was a resurgence of it. I mean, with a lot of things during the pandemic, because you're like, you know what? I'm going to use this time to do this, or I'm. I'm just. I need to do something, especially when so many people were just either let go or furloughed, and we're just like, well, let, let's just go with it. This is the first time I've had summer break since I was 18, right? And se- 17, 16, whatever.
0: There's something to say that, you know, we all kind of reverted back to our middle school self during this time and kind of rediscovered our love for everything. And I think that, you know, you, you could say that for anything, but um, it's been it's
1: been an interesting time. But I feel like with that reflection, there's either I, I don't know if it's going back to that middle school self and redisco- I don't know if it's a rediscovering or like allowing ourselves to enjoy the things that maybe through as we got older, we were it was groomed out of us that we weren't allowed to enjoy it anymore because, and now it's socially acceptable. It's either socially acceptable to enjoy that stuff or we just don't give a fuck anymore. Like I'm going to like what I'm going to like. And we get to like it with money. Like we don't have to ask our parents, like I really want this shirt or I really want this thing. Now it's like, hey, what else should I get? It's all right. Oh. Oh, this has been really fun. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I wasn't sure if you're going to be like, oh, this is going to – how this was going to go because there's just so much. We've never done like a Q&A kind of style. It's just like chaotic energy the whole
0: episode. Well, and I've just – I've never shared this. You know, it's just not something that I talk about. So it, it was kind of nice. And I've always wanted to be interviewed. I've always dreamed that, you know, what would James uh, gonna- ask me on inside the Actor studio, but – This is as close as I'll I'll get and that's fine.
1: I'm so sorry. Let me call James (laughs) up and see if he'll have some choice words. Well, you you. can't because he's dead. Dead. (laughs) 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 You know what? He's hanging out with your little ghost bugs from Animal Island. Yo, I
0: did not expect that to hit as hard as it did. I was like, oh, (laughs) why does my house have bugs in every room? Yeah, you know, you, you think I'm fucking with you, but there's a little ghost that comes up in the shape of a bug. Sam thought I was fucking with him until
1: I showed him. <laughs> it's like, such a, like, why can't you just go splat? Yeah, and then he's like, well, my house doesn't have bugs. I was like, Fuck you. Set, you know what? Now you got to set some food out in the kitchen and not tell him about it. Oh, God. So funny. <laughs> so funny. Ugh. So this is all you. How do you want to, like... What do you want to share that you haven't shared yet? There's a yeah, I'm gonna plug
0: another podcast, but it's a big one. There's a McElroy podcast called Besties that is about the best um video games of all time. So it's like four best friends talking about their favorite video games and it's a really lovely podcast. Um they are the McElroy brothers are absolutely huge. So they, they don't they don't need a plug from us, but uh, I enjoy listening to them.
1: But they're big within like they just solely talk about games. Mm-hmm. That that oh. podcast, yeah,
0: is just about games. And then, of course, there's Monster Factory, um, which is which is online. So, so good.
1: All the plugs, I, and we'll all, have them the in plugs. the in the description of like the articles that we were reading and um, just recommendations because I feel like you can bring a lot to the table because nobody aside from these podcasts talking about it, I don't feel like you you really hear girls talk about it as much from like an offline perspective because a lot of the people who are well-known female gamers are all online sure and yeah dog- and, and, and they're that's doing, why they're known because yeah. they're online
0: yeah and they're doing their twitch stuff and you know got more power to them honestly i
1: bow before them to put themselves out there and
0: right wow. and like
1: to be because i uh, don't watch me on Twitch. If I played a video game, I'd just be dying all the time. There were times where I'd play with my brother, and I just didn't want to play anymore. So I would throw, I would stand in a corner and throw a bomb at myself, so I'd have to have like a respawn in the Halo. And he gets so pissed at me. He's like, "I want to play the game," and I was like, "Oh, sorry, I got to respawn." And like, depending on where you are in the game, the more you you die, the longer your respawn. Wants. And he kicked me out of the room. Oh yeah! Oh gosh,
0: um, I- I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Like we have the we have the switch. I think we got really lucky getting the switch when we did because you can't get them really anymore. So, so hard to get now. Maybe by I the time like... this episode airs, there'll be like more switches available. But
1: I didn't realize that it was such a something so hard to come by because my cousin has had two and he had like the upgraded one and he he loves it because he either connects it to the TV mm-hmm. or he you know when like. He'll ask, we'll be like, where's my switch? And we're like, we told him as he got older, you have to, you have to account for that. If you don't know where it is, or if he's like, oh, my switch died. We're like, you're old enough, you know, to, cl- you know, how to plug it in yourself. But he knows he brings it to school. He puts it in his backpack. I mean, I didn't realize how versatile it was, mm-hmm. um, that it's like the new Game Boy, but not it's yeah. this, just like the interconnectivity of it, I guess.
0: Yeah. So being able to put it on the TV and like handheld is just really great um, and unique and just just fantastic. And I have to say that Zelda Breath of the Wild for Switch is so much fucking harder than it needs to be. Oh, my God. Those
1: puzzles don't need to be so difficult. (laughs) It's all hard to me. I'm like it's just, it's difficult. But if you like a challenge, I feel like gaming is definitely something to an avenue to explore, because as we've learned, if you guys have been following on our podcast, you don't know what you do or don't like unless you try it. Sure. And, you know, some
0: people do, you know, crossword puzzles to to keep their brain active. You know, there's a lot of activities that we can do. I think there's something to be said for video games that uh, force you to have like um, critical thinking skills and like spatial, you know, like all that stuff. Um, I think it's something that can be used maybe in the future. You know, I played the shit out of Tetris. I think we all played um, uh, Oregon Trail, uh, Carmen San Diego. You know, technically, uh, that's, that's 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 gaming, right? Like, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can um, play video games and have them be a source of enjoyment but also kind of like keep your brain stimulated in a different way that isn't talked about a lot and um i think there's a we grew up playing those games i think there's
1: a place for it in like all sorts of settings i guess that really concludes our episode this week keep following us keep reading um you know, we're on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. We're on Instagram. We're going to keep up with different raffles based on different mile markers. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to just be a part of this journey.